like holy shit like it is like nine o'clock at night we might have been on the last boat i have no fucking idea and last i checked i i i've been going through disneyland for the last 12 hours under the guise that i was like a uh a special ed person with like uh, who needs a helper who needs a helper so and when you show back up at the exit it's the same place as the entrance so and we're the only white people in all of tokyo <laughs> disneyland at this point so we show up and there's clear confusion and they're trying to get an answer out of me and i'm just like you know trying to stay in character and just like you're kill true time. daniel day lewis at this point man just your like, method full method and i'm just like in the wheelchair trying to kill time doing like oh what the fuck what the fuck and next thing you know the next cart comes around and it's full of young japanese girls like you know like you know like 10 12 or something and they look fucking petrified because my buddy is just splayed, like, trying to wedge himself <laughs> underneath the bar on the last row of this boat that's full. And he, as soon as we get to the exit, he just jumps off the boat and just gets behind the wheelchair. And he's like, buddy, we got to go. Buddy, we got to go right now. And so we just start running. Like, the pace is tight. The time is right to get up off the street. You can't feel that boogie flowing from your head down to your feet. Spice things up and funk it down, make it hot like a can of mace. Ooh, ah, put on your conga face. Right. Oh no, I, I know it'll be good, but you're right. Not feel good, people. Here with Maxi House and Daco Young. Hello. Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so Dak, you're taking off for a little bit. Yeah, we're recording a couple episodes in a row because, uh, yeah, you're going to be gone for a month or so. Yeah, when the, yeah, I'm taking off, uh, Tuesday, a couple days now from now. And, oh, uh, shit. How long you be gone, brother? Like about two. a month or so, I said. Damn. No, no, no. It's about, it's, it's like two weeks, a little over two weeks. It's not too bad. If I, I might grab a plane take and go back, like, sooner. You're taking a plane there, right? Yeah, I take a plane Is this there. your first plane ride? First plane ride, so it's gonna be. No, you you've ridden on planes I'm, before, eh, bro? Yeah. Can you deal what's with the, it? What's the worst thing? It is a little weird when it's like a it's like a six hour flight, and you're like, I'm gonna be up in the air. It's kind of hard to wrap around. I mean, it's something I've always been scared of, and I've I've never rode on a plane before, and it's something I honestly have no clue how I will react to. Right. Because it feels like it's also, it's an emotional thing, but I feel like it can also be physical because you're literally changing altitudes and I don't do I heights well, too. Have you ever watched that show Mayday just on Discovery? No. Is it just a plane crash show? Like <laughs> yeah. Those, like, Every episode yeah, is just I, like, yeah. here's another fucked up plane crash that could happen to you. And it's like, <laughs> there was a tiny ant in the engine that caused the whole plane to fucking I go down. that, like, I remember, like, uh, like, grade through a couple grades I remember coming home and like Discovery's my favorite there's like Daily Planet but it was May Day like right before that so I'd like throw it on and mm -hmm. just just planes crashing and like I've never been on a plane and shit so it's kind of like a yeah, bit, I'm a little bit nervous for yeah. sure and just airports in general I've never been through like security or anything shit like that but but I heard it's like it's pretty like the worst part is like takeoff apparently is like the most like it pretty forces you in your seat Takeoff take and landing are pretty bad. Um, I hear like ear popping, but I can get bad for some um, people. No, not the. But that has nothing to do with the fear of flying. We're talking about like the idea of being up in the air and it crashing, right? Oh, like, really? Yeah. Uh, ear popping is just annoying. Yeah, I've always heard that was that's like what I'm scared of is like physical. 
uh, the way it'll affect me like physically i don't know you know i always thought like ear popping like when i was a kid i thought it meant like uh, like your brain's just popping out of your ear. So just like the, the pressure. Or yeah, like the, yeah. the pressure. And like, just like a blood come out of your ear. And then you kind of just have to um, imagine, imagine like an old like Cartoon Network show where they just like like Ren and Simpy. That was kind of adult, you know? No, um, yeah. I don't know. I've heard But though, the idea of being up in the air for like six hours is like, I know the science of flying is perfected by now, but it's still scary for some reason. No, I, I, I just think that's insane. You're flying just with a, a metal shell. With, yeah. With with these wings. I'm definitely. It just goes fast. I'm definitely more of a boatman. Yeah, I'll take a boat. I trust a boat. I, I, I gotta go against. Like, if I decide. Thing is that they're so fucking I slow. What the ratio. If I decide to go back, like with the car, if I don't fly back, we have to take a ferry too. So I was like, ooh. Get loaded on a boat and have a lot of fun. Fuck yeah, dude. Meet That'd some be really fun. hot I like ladies. a lot, actually. And there's like, I remember, like, I vaguely remember like last time I went but there's like arcades or well, there was an arcade on that one and there was like fucking a big diner and, yeah like, but now you gotta go to the bar and, yeah and meet all the cute young and chicks that's pretty fucking cool on a ferry yeah Fuck that'd yeah. be sweet it'd be, that, you feel like uh really like manly like but you yeah, know what I, I mean like you're like you're kind of on an adventure like Indiana Jones like I feel like a lot of fucking might happen on a ferry yeah, I see. I think that would be the goal. They if you, seem if you go to the bar, you meet a fucking you know nice yeah. girl on a ferry. It's like it's like I think it's like a seven hour ferry ride. So you mm. gotta like meet this girl. You gotta seal the deal in six hours. That would be fucking prime. It's like Mission Impossible, oh, yeah, really. dude. And then you get in your car and you drive away, dude. Yeah, hey, <laughs> Daco, your mission. Bow. Should you choose to accept wow. it, is to get laid on this ferry. <laughs> like, give it a shot, dude. <laughs> and you just walk up to some chick at the bar. You're like, excuse me, but do you like? Big old dicks. That'd <laughs> be a, a pimple. Even celebrities. <laughs> I got a podcast, baby. Oh, classic. You were going to bring up what the ratio is. I, I'm pretty sure I saw. I, I wonder what the ratio to boating accidents to plane accidents. I'm pretty like, sure I saw somewhere. Planes have have to be safer ratio. Yeah, I think I saw somewhere boating accidents are way higher. Way higher. Well, it's like, a lot harder to like. What about cruise ships though? Like passenger boats. Like you know what I mean? Like cruise big, ships big probably boats. not. Like you uh, have to worry about pirates in the air. That's another thing you don't got to worry about in the air. Terrorists though. Terrorists are kind of air pirates. Yeah, but they'll just know. shoot your ship. Like, but how shoot often? Your shit? <laughs> yeah, just about, like, that's what I'm worried about. Pirates are gonna like board your boat and rape your women and steal <laughs> your money. Well, you don't have to live no, on like, There's no like mental games if you're being shot down in an airplane. That's why. That's why on a boat you have to go with like just men and build like a manly Viking crew. Yeah, I don't think pirates could take over a cruise ship though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that didn't happen. Didn't no. you? Oh yeah. There's yeah. Too many, Somalian pirates. Yeah. I'm gonna look it up right now. Really? There's too many people. Yeah, but they got like AK-47. That's part of like a whole episode. Okay, but it. even if there's like two hundred, there's like a whole Tom pirates, Hanks movie about it. Two hundred fifty pirates. They got AKs. And there's how much? How many people can fit on a cruise ship? Yeah, but how many armed? How many armed guards are on a cruise ship? That's the big thing, right? I there's never. Be seen a, but yeah, even if like people wanted to just go nuts and swarm them, I mean they can't. Like that many. Like there's got to be thousands of people on that. The cruise second ship. thing Google suggests is pirates taking over cruise ship. I type. I typed oh, in pirates shit. taking. And the second really? thing Google autofill is taking over. It cruise wasn't ship. taking booty. It was taking over <laughs> cruise ship. Pirates that are now. Could pirates attack my cruise ship? Question mark. Let's find out. No. Could pirates attack my cruise ship? They probably got like mini guns that come out and fucking blow those shits out of the water. For a second, I thought you were going to say the pirates had mini guns. I was like, holy fuck, dude. <laughs> 
they just fucking blown up boats. Like the big black guys from Resident I've Evil though, 5. Like, those pirates got RPGs and shit, though. They probably got serious guns. Gunpowder. Yeah, like they're not to fuck with. That's for sure. I don't know. Still pirates today. I'm sorry. I'm halfway through the article. Okay. Still pirates today evoke the same fears as they did in ancient times. That's not true. <laughs> and they strike often, far <laughs> oh, more often than most realize. <laughs> it wasn't until the early 2000s that they were made aware of their efforts to attack cruise ships. <laughs> through the majority of concerns currently uh, pertain to the Gulf of Aden. Pirates can. St- I feel like I'm in third grade, and I gotta read my my sentence, uh, my page or whatever. So like, Brayden, do you want to read? And you're like, I- no. I remember in my school, it was like someone read a page, and then the next person beside him read the page. The they made the entire class read. Yeah, I tried I to game be. the system by like counting how many people were going before me, so I could skip to my page and I could like memorize it and really okay. knock it out of the park. You know, that's a good way. I was just a fucking. It's a way. It's Mine a, was it's like a filled with the anxiety. Way they did way. It and when I was in school, it was kind of like saw. It was kind of cruel. It was like, who wants to read? And then kids would put up their hand, and then like, yeah, you pick the kid who puts up their hand a couple times. Mm-hmm. But then they would go for someone who didn't put up their hand, or right. someone who put up their hand. It would just be like random. The teacher you would see after a couple <laughs> times would just scan, and it's like, oh fuck. And I can read out loud good. It's just, it's your own you're on par i can't read out loud good my big fear is that billy madison movement where i'm like to 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 and then some other kid goes that was my big fear again oh my god i remember like i was such a weird anxious little kid like way more anxious than i think i knew i remember like i didn't want the teacher to get mad at me for having to go to the bathroom right so like when i was in third grade i I just remember sitting in class just squeezing my pecker as hard as i possibly could i just holding down just trying not to piss i had to piss so bad i pissed my pants like that one time that was the only time i quit after that but for that you quit pissing your baby like i quit Uh, (laughs) i'm done this shit uh but for that exact reason i couldn't describe it better than you i just didn't want to upset the teacher or whatever so I pissed my pants and I try to hide it by like acting all down and like moping and like <laughs> putting my hands in there but I was wearing blue jeans man and you could tell I pissed <laughs> <laughs> did you call mom or anything no you just went through the rest of the day with pissy pants yeah no one said anything no one said anything I think it was near the end of the day too to be fair I think there was like half an hour left in the day yeah did mom notice when you got in the vehicle yeah I started crying no way what did mom do i don't know we just went home and changed my pants i think i started crying because i was just holding it in for so long and it's just embarrassing i was just like i think i was just crying for the reason of like fuck that sucked man (laughs) that sucked (laughs) that was shitty that was really fucking shitty i don't think teachers know what they're doing when they're like all right but you have those breaks to go to the washroom so if you need to go to the wash no one goes to the washroom in my class like some those- teachers are really strict with that and it makes no fucking sense if you gotta yeah. piss you gotta piss never had a job are you like i'm gonna piss my pants and they're like too bad and Just hold it and like it's not gonna <laughs> stop you from paying attention if you're not going to pay attention taking a piss ain't gonna like quit you from that you're not going to fucking pay attention in class or out of class yeah you know what i mean <laughs> like yeah. for kids who are just like doing it to piss around they're still not paying attention to you they're just going to be a nuisance in class yeah yeah, because they're sure. going to act antsy now yeah it's not it's not yeah it's not good and the people the kid and there's still kids who would go piss and they just didn't give a shit and i was just like so concerned hmm. with how how the teacher thought of me 
It yeah. was definitely like a teacher's pet. Like, I didn't want to like cause a ruckus at all. Me too. I was the exact same way. Yeah. Although I used to love it when the guy, like the class clown, would finally get shit. break the teacher and he would just have a meltdown in front of everyone. Mm. That always ha- that happened like every year it would be like one, once a month or maybe once a two. I remember this one teacher I had, this guy teacher um, in grade, I'm going to say eight. Oh, okay. We had this one kid who just was relentless on this teacher. And he broke him down like once a month or once every two months. Holy shit, really? He lose his temper and just scream at the top of his lungs to class. He's really pale, so his face would just get red. In your opinion, was it, okay, quickly, was it the teacher or the kid? That made him break down I, I mean, so like, much. In the moment, I remember thinking it was a kid, but like, I mean, I feel like you got to have a really even temperament if you're going to be a teacher. You can't like guys, for like once you a month. You can't like kids fuck with you for you know once I mean? a month breakdown. That's yeah. pretty crazy. Although, to be honest, like I'd probably say the same thing for like pizza guy. Like you can't let shitty customers fuck with you. If you're going to be a pizza guy, but. Every, anytime a customer's even slightly rude to me, I fucking lose it. Yeah. Like, I, if they talk to me in a tone, Gets to I, you. if they talk to me in a tone I don't like, I'm like, I make, the, I purposely bake their pizza shitty or like, like I fuck with people's pizzas so Gets much. Gets to you every time. Just because like they're, they're kind of rude. Yeah. Like yeah. the way Jamie talks to like uh, customer service people, like waiters and people through the drive through she's just, she's not, she doesn't even know she's doing it. She's not being rude. She's just being blunt. Like, she's like, she's like, she's I, don't being, know, I don't know if they heard me. She's being like a normal person. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I don't know if they heard me. So I'm just going to repeat what I said louder. And I'm like, if someone did that to me, I would spit in whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I would fucking lose it. I'm very cautious around any sort of food customer service. Yeah. Because I I'm try like, to be really nice. When people who work those jobs are on edge because no one wants to work those jobs. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and like you go so there little. and you look at the time, it's like six o'clock. You're like, fuck, he's been taking shit for like eight hours yeah exactly the end i'm of the going shift. to be the one who blows him yeah exactly i mean not literally <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna blow and make it all better <laughs> jamie can you wait in the car quickly <laughs> my girlfriend might be a little blunt buddy i hope this makes up for it <laughs> what the um yeah, but you're saying anyways the teacher was yelling at the kid top of his lungs he would yell this kid to the, yeah but like kind of to the whole class like because the class is made up of a few other guys who were Mm. Who's sort of fucking, you know, they're, they're teachers just, usually say like a universal, like you guys kind of thing. Yeah. 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 And he would like have to go in the hall and cool down. I always liked the guy though. He's always nice to me. The teacher? Yeah. But mm-hmm. also like, yeah, it's probably more, I'm looking back at it, probably more the teacher's fault. But like teachers would probably disagree with me. Just like how. No matter uh, how egregious, like a cop murdering a black guy is, you'll never find a cop who sides with. Who's like, you'll sides almost never find like, someone who's a cop who will side with the uh, black dude. Yeah, yeah. They'll always find something like, well, he shouldn't have been doing this. He shouldn't have been existing in a car. Yeah, you know what there's I mean. Been, there's been a lot of stories coming out recently of like police uh, body cameras capturing a lot of like Ooh, just it. like police crimes and shit like police oh, killing right. animals and like stealing animals no killing animals oh killing that's way worse like police it's my dog now yeah like police <laughs> <laughs> taking I just you see that dog over there brother <laughs> steal street animals dog. <laughs> put him in the trunk my dog for today black cops running <laughs> fucking takes a dog I got it I just I just seen a video that that there was some kid getting or some cop getting prosecuted for like on the cam you can see up he's like you can see him planting the drugs on this fucking person's lawn that it, oh like, my god it cuts later and then he's just he's walking up to the property or whatever 
And he's just like, yeah, exactly where he put it. He like picks it up. He like opens this bag. He's just like, look what we found here, man. And he's just like, Fuck yeah, he's just like, you can tell he just like he cop. palmed it. Yeah, like he just planted drugs on some person's property. That you sucks. can see them like, and then he comes back in exact spot where he planted. It. He's just like digging through this a little bit of trash. He's like, he's just like opens up this like trash bag. All of a sudden, there's like a bag of drugs in there, or whatever. And now it's being all investigated. <laughs> Amongst the yeah. He's like, look what we found here, a boys. He's like talking to his partner. <laughs> all like, Dunkaroos. Dunkaroos. I was, I was listening to Come Town. And recently, so I had that in my come down to this amazing bit about how Republicans uh, get really mad when people on welfare spend their money on Dunkaroos. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing that makes Republicans mad more than anything else is people on welfare buying Dunkaroos. <laughs> what, what, what? I don't want them buying anything that can make them happy. I want them buying dirt. <laughs> I want them to eat dirt. Dunkaroos. <laughs> I've had a Dunkaroos so long. money on Dunkaroos. <laughs> did you? Fucking <laughs> great podcast. Did you like the chocolate or the vanilla more? Chocolate. Oh, yeah. All day chocolate. I like the vanilla. Di- yeah, the vanilla sparkle. I dug. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I was the a chocolate, chocolate was guy. good though because their chocolate, especially, was, was very like fudgy. And yeah, exactly. It was like, like a fudge. Oh, and oh, the cookies man. themselves were spiced really nicely. Dunkaroos. Remember when Dunkaroos were like uh, just a accepted child snack? Like the hit, Dunkaroos and Lunchables? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I don't... Here's the thing. I don't know. I don't have kids. I'm not a kid in school. But I feel like... Like our fruit roll-ups like if a kid, if a kid brought Dunkaroos to class with like some fruit roll-ups, said would be like, oh, the poor kid. Because he's got no nutrition. Because that sad <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> When it was like he was, it was the shit to have like Dunkaroos, a fruit roll up, <laughs> maybe now, like some now cookies. It like, now <laughs> like it was all sugar. It was all sugar. <laughs> now do you think it's like kids a with kale with salads? Yeah, I I don't know what it is, but wasn't it even your generation when you guys were in school? Like, wasn't the vending machines full with like health food? They took that out when we were in high school, I believe. Hey. When we went no, to high school, because in Central we I had junk food. I remember a bit of Central, but it, it, it was like end of grade nine where it started being a big switch. Okay. The vending machines. Because most of Central, I yeah, they, they start putting day. health food in your vending yeah. machines, right? Like, what did they just have? Like fruit bars and stuff. So that like is like, still not really they, that they healthy. They grow granola bars. Really I thought they had like one or two items that just filled up the sun entire chips. thing. Sun chips are a big thing because they were oh, supposed to be healthy. Right, they had a ton right. of sun <laughs> chips, and that was <laughs> the loudest bag ever. That was delicious. Bags are loud. Those bags are loud, and Sun Chips are delicious. I love the cheddar ones. Yeah, the cheddar <laughs> ones are so good. Um, but yeah, yeah, they yeah, did stuff that. like that. Yeah, there was never soda when we went to middle school. Yeah, I'm pretty sure these. Sell- I had two vet, two like vending machines. There was just like one was just chips and one was just candy bars, and then That's a, great. and then two soda machines. <laughs> I would love that. And then just like. You know, like the cafeteria, which would be considered like the, I guess like the healthier choice, like hot be dogs, like grilled and cheese shit. and hot dogs. Yeah. And like, but I mean, even our, <laughs> do you remember like at our central they had like fucking McDonald's? Yeah, they would yeah, have yeah, yeah, McDonald's at our. When I was in central, they had McDonald's five day. Cheeseb- like ten cheeseburgers if you wanted. Like, <laughs> McDonald's what day. What a ridiculous! Like I remember people walking around with like McDoubles. <laughs> They're just like walking around with cheeseburgers, like and then, like fucking handing them out to people. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> It was like they're running for mayor. Yeah, it was like it was like whoever could buy the most cheeseburgers was like the fucking shit. I never got I think I never got handed a cheeseburger, but I've never ate lunch at school. Never. Really? 
Mm-hmm. I remember eating some cheeseburgers. It was like KFC. Yeah. I was always poor, so I could never afford it, but I wanted it. Do like, you remember? Do you remember? There was McDonald's Day and Pizza Day. Do you remember ever oh, like yeah, the people yeah. getting a full pizza for lunch? Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude. They just buy a full mm. box. Or the parents would grab a McDonald's. They just get him like a big fucking like just like a yeah yeah like outside food brought into them. Yeah, that was always a shit. That was like that was like if you were like connected to the mob in prison, <laughs> you got like Tony <laughs> Soprano yeah. comes in with a box of donuts. <laughs> or you're like uh, you're like Polly you're like Polly and Goodfellas, and you got the spaghetti sauce. <laughs> you're connected di- to like the butcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gives exactly. you a bunch of fucking baby back ribs for lunch. Um, you guys gotta watch Wentworth. You have to. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I watched the first season. I thought it was really good, great storyline. Now that I'm into season three, it's turning into this whole other show. It's really fucking good. Man. That sounds cool. Yeah, uh, it sounded interesting. Game of Thrones premiered. Yes, it was I, great. I'm not caught up though. I thought it was dope. It feels a little bit. I feel like it's getting a little bit to the point where it's kind of pandering. I want to say is the right word, not in a bad way, but, but I feel like fan service. Feel, well, it feels like it's like, all right, we're just going to give everyone what they want. Kind of. Kind of. Like, it feels yeah. a little more like self-aware in a way. Like when Ari, okay. They're I'm not fucking, self, spoilers they're not, ahead. It's not like breaking fourth wall self-aware. Yeah. Spoilers ahead. Aria, like the opening scene is like Aria killing all the phrase, which is such like a, it, it was great. It was a great moment and I was happy when it happened. Yeah. But it does feel fan fictiony in some sort of way, and it happened because it's so it's such a fast. it's such a payoff. You know what I mean? Mm. It happened really fast. Yeah, and then Ed Sheeran was in the episode, and I was what's just, that one? I that, remember. Yeah, it was. I was talking to you about that, yeah. about how like it felt that that scene felt weird. Like it just slowed the whole episode down for kind of nothing. Like Ed Sheeran could have put on makeup or something, like, like prosthetics. It, like the cameo was like on purpose. You know, what? I, I wouldn't like, mind. It was, it was, it was, it was just even singing a song. Like they just included it because Ed Sheeran. You know what I mean? Like he, he probably asked someone who he's probably in with someone on. Like show it was like completely like they couldn't like if they wanted to it didn't even need to be included. Like they just added it in just because. Yeah, it was complete. Show scene and it's just Ed Sheeran. Didn't add to the story at all. No, it starts out with Ed Sheeran. And it's just like here's Ed Sheeran singing a tune. He's sitting around he singing with like he a bunch singing. of Lannisters. Oh, no. He's sitting around okay. with a bunch of Lannister soldiers and they're up north. Arya comes down on a horse and like Ed Sheeran's singing this song and she's like, That's a pretty song. I've never heard it. And he's like, That's cause it's new. Yeah. <laughs> he like almost looks at the camera and winks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then the conversation really goes nowhere. Arya's just like, <laughs> like yeah, I'm almost, doing all this shit. And then they're like... It's almost like, he, like oh, Ed crazy. Sheeran's the Ferris Bueller at Game of Thrones and he knows the camera's there and he can talk to <laughs> yeah. it at any time. Actually, it's a new one. Actually, that um, one's pretty new and then he turns the camera he's like, life moves pretty fast. You gotta stop and look around sometimes or you might miss it. Um, <laughs> there were some great moments. Um, the Hound has a lot of fucking... His whole scene with I, the Thoros yeah. and shit. Even though I just shit on that opening scene, that opening scene is pretty p- pimp. Yeah, where she kills all the the phrase phrase. Yeah, that was great. Cool. Um, I gotta catch up. Hound has a great scene. The Hound's back. Well, the, Hound's back. He was that, back last season, baby. Oh goddamn! I'm and, uh, um, I gotta catch up. He's kind of with a group of people who I don't know where they're going or why. I don't know but where they're going. Is, I mean, but it's great. Are, it's I. Wanna yeah, it's one of those things where they're like they're just guided by the Lord of Light, so they're like they're, I think they're just kind of I think they're moving north to the wall. Is where they're going. Yeah, I think that's where they're 
but like why did they go up to that castle oh because they were maybe shown it i mean the house I think it was just like a plate. They were like just marching and then they just happened to run by the place. Like this is a good place. And they need to stay. You're, you're probably right. Yeah. Cause those guys are very Lord of light and it doesn't yeah. seem like they have a plan besides that. Yeah. No. So you're I, probably right. Yeah. But it's like, what episode is like this into the season? First one, the first episode, okay. but the hound and his group who you've seen before, they're like all wizards. They've had, uh, they've had places in the show before, but they're like, they're fighting wizards. They're like gruff men who have kind of, change their <laughs> fighting wizards fighting wizards <laughs> they're fucking brawling Dude, they're buff wizards <laughs> but uh they're all men who are well, like old good, and kind of change their ways or like no fighting good, wizards fighting wizards would that be a good name for? <laughs> um but that honestly that's the thing that'd be I'm, a good wwe team. that's the thing good i'm most WWE interested tag in tag team the fighting wizards the fighting wizards He's got wizard hats with a buff as <laughs> Jon Snow doesn't have much. I'm going to cast a can of whoop ass on you. Fighting wizards. Fighting wizards. They're going to cast a can of whoop ass. Yeah, I left on the season where Arya is taken off on the boat. Jesus Christ. Okay, yeah. so you're like season four three seasons behind. No, two. Yeah. Seven, so three seasons behind now. Three seasons? Jesus Christ. We watched a couple it's episodes Jesus of last Christ. season It was so you. good, too. Like, I was so addicted to it, you know, when it... Because I think those were actually the four seasons that were out, and I just you know binged it. Yeah, and it's just like a dick. You, you, you missed the started. best episode of television ever. Yeah, the, the, the fight, a lot of new yeah, the Battle of the, the Bastards, Battle of Bastards for sure. Oh, okay, I got it. That was great. What are you guys watching on? I download it. Can I get a? We watch it on yeah. HBO. <laughs> yeah, we we buy HBO. If I could get a copy, yeah, yeah. Dude, I could get a copy yeah. HBO. No HBO problem. Go. I would love to. Uh, if you got like a thumb drive on you or anything like that, I'll fucking I'll bring it um, next time for sure. Then did you have a favorite part of the episode? I'm trying to think. I think my favorite. I like. I got. I gotta admit, even though it was just played for laughs, I kind of like the montage of Sam cleaning up the elder shit and then serving them stew. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, that, was, that was honestly that was a good part. Sam, Samuel, the fat character. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's like at this place uh, where they train all the maesters, so it's like a scholarly place. But because he's the low guy in the totem pole, he just cleans out their shit pots in the morning and he also serves them stew. And it's just this montage where the stew looks like shit. And the shit looks like stew. And it's getting faster and faster. And he's scrubbing out the shit pots and he's scrubbing out the stew pots. And it's just like. It looks like he's Why? like serving them and shit. And that was a funny gag because it didn't good. seem self referential. No, you know, just, that, that gag seemed completely in show. Yeah, and yeah. it was just fucking funny. It was just showing you like Sam's been at it for a while. This kind of sucks. Yeah, like, it's like, this is not every. It's not everything Sam thought it would be. Yeah, he's no, like old funny. people dying on beds have little like shit pots under them. Yeah, that he's literally <laughs> scrubbing. It shows turds. It shows full turds because it's oh. HBO. Yeah, sometimes he has to like bang the pot to get a chunk out. <laughs> it's pretty great. That's dirty. That's the most underrated scene of the whole episode for sure. Yeah. <laughs> his wife's looking hotter. She's like, they've cleaned her up and put more makeup on her. Oh, man. This um, is weird. This is weird. Okay, just quickly, a quick thing to Twin Peaks. Uh, no, no, let's go on to Twin Peaks. So I want to talk about that. Uh, but uh, what's been happening for sure? But I just want to say, like, even before this new episode of Twin Peaks, a um, couple episodes back, that moment I was talking about in the podcast, where I was like, "Oh, dude, like you got to see this kind of thing." Was uh, Richard Horn hitting the kid? That that was yeah, and it was like, but I was it was funny because he hit her he hit her in like a van or something right truck truck, and just recently in Wentworth someone got hit with a van and it was like the exact same scene really oh so funny except for the Wentworth one was way funnier 
they play yeah. it dramatically, but he gets hit so fast, so, <laughs> so hard, fucking hard, and so <laughs> unexpectedly. Like it's just so fucking like. I get that it's it's ultra uh, kind of realistic. Where yeah, you're like, holy like, fuck! Because <laughs> now is like his character is like retarded in the show. Like, like, he's, <laughs> so hard, he's retarded, and he's like disabled, and he can't walk properly. But like it's just so funny because he's just—it's a main character too. It's like a main player in the show. Oh no! And you don't see it coming at all because you're just—I saw it coming because uh, Jamie spoiled it for me. Yeah. There's so many stuff where like we're watching together. I'm trying to like catch up with her, and she'd be like, "Oh, did it get to the part where such and such happens?" And I'm like, "No, <laughs> that happens." Oh, anyway, Fuck. so like you're just, which I want to say. You love spoiling shows, but you're really, really good with not spoiling anything around people who don't want to be spoiled. Yeah, I don't want to. Oh, you've yeah. always been really good at like, love tiptoeing it. around, but you love knowing what's Tempted ahead. Them, I do remember me and Brayden like, first started getting into Game of Thrones. It was maybe two seasons in. Yeah. We yeah, watched it. We were watching like the first three episodes. We loved it together, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is when we watched. We were on. Me and Brayden were watching tons of shit together, right? We were almost yeah. like oh, on yeah. a spree. We well, were we like watched Firefly during that run. We watched uh, the original Twin Peaks oh, during Firefly that run. Was all the shit. Yeah. Yeah. We were like fucking. We were like uh, weeks binge. We so like, many shows. I imagine we were like Tarantino and Edgar Wright when they lived together. Yeah, yeah. Where oh, they it was just great. sit down and just watch shit all day. Tarantino would get so mad at me because like I wouldn't see her all day because I'd just be in the basement. Oh, you'd be in there. Like seven in the morning because she couldn't watch Game of Thrones. I'm like, just come watch it. She's like, I can't watch Game of Thrones because she'd get jealous because I'd like because she was... would take her tits out and I'd be like, nice. God damn it! But, I know. Um, I know. And That's we the... were also in like a pretentious film thing too, so we were watching like a lot of like yeah. funny games. You and guys shit. are so like big into that shit into film that sometimes I'm just like, you guys getting onto a film and I'm just like, yeah, like I've never watched it right, so I'm just like. And you guys are just going and going, right? I'm like, holy fuck, this one sounds sweet. I love it. I love into it, dude. And, um, uh, no, like, yeah, getting into it's good, but, like, just, yeah. like, the whole yeah, fact yeah. of just, like... We get, like, deep... It makes me want to watch what, it, you know? Like, every time you talk about a movie, I'm like, oh, fuck, I gotta watch this now. It sounds so, like, you know what I mean? Like, The Ninth Gate. Thank you. The Ninth, Ninth Gate? Gate? Yeah, that was a classic <laughs> episode. Dude, you gotta, you gotta see The Ninth Gate. Have you I have seen to it? watch it. Not yet. Let's get on fuck, to. Fuck, I, that's, I, I got it. Let's do Twin Peaks. Let's do Twin Peaks quickly. I want to talk about that. That's the talk thing. about the weird episode. The only first. thing is, should I get into that? Because it sounds so good. It sounds like I've. Is it psychological? Because I'm like, I, you know, oh, it's it's. I'm a it's big Lynch. fan of psychological. Thing about shit. Lynch. The thing about Lynch is, but I'm like, it's all psychological. But it's mixing. Lynch always mixes really psychological, spiritual shit. He always mixes it perfectly with like real dark gritty normal life shit all right well like like super like super normal gritty life shit where it makes you depressed where it's like yeah like that's shitty like sometimes grandmas are like can't read and they're blind and they're just kind of trapped in their body or <laughs> like weird shit like that where it's okay. like yeah like it's like it's like a that's normal thing up. that happens that's like yeah that's real shitty you know where yeah. it's like yeah. he really touches on like human shit like that but twin peaks has been fucking phenomenal. The latest okay. episode, the last one that aired, um, that was good. Episode ten, I think that's been my favorite so far. Really? Yeah. I gotta admit, like it's been really good, but I am getting a little irritated that we don't have Dale Cooper yet. I'm. But don't. I was like the big thing I was like last episode because I feel like last episode they're finally done with saying like, "Hey, here's the new characters," and I feel like last episode they're finally connected connecting shit they're there they are connecting dots that i'm like well how are these connected like they they're are. finally connecting characters you know absolutely um to me this thing sounds so in-depth 
Like there's so many, there's so much shit going on. It, yeah, it that, definitely that, shouldn't that, start like, from season three like Lauren did. You shouldn't do that. Blown away. I'm it, like, it is, but at the same it? time, can it's can, not. can the average person sit and watch this and? Oh Full yeah, Twin long. Peaks was on CBS. Like understand yeah. it complete, like not completely, but the third season's it. hard. Like I watched the first three seasons, and the third season is still like it's way more difficult to. Uh, it's just like Jay, Big J was talking about on these games. He's like, oh, I like the new Twin Peaks, but it is fucking bananas. Like <laughs> they're doing like crazy shit, and they're not even getting to main characters because they're just too busy doing bonkers shit. I love it. Moment. Yeah. It's super it's super Lynch. You definitely got it. Sounds interesting. Are you not a little irritated that we haven't seen Coop yet though? Coop's coming back. I mean, I, I'm I know, but you're not irritated at all that he hasn't been back yet? No, I am a bit, there's, but honestly, there's not like any part of you that's like I like there's not okay, is there not any part of you when you start an episode hoping that this is the episode where we get Cooper again? Oh yeah. Because you know I mean me and you, that's Cooper is the best part about Twin Peaks. Yes, exactly. When you watch like the, when you watch the first Twin Peaks, you're like, Cooper is the coolest motherfucker. He's not a drug addict. He's not wild. He doesn't drink. He's just a fucking cool, sweet motherfucker, man. Drinks black coffee, eats donuts, and solves fucking murders. Just a cool, just, just like he's as cool. Yeah. He's like for someone who should be non-cool, he's as fucking cool as you can goddamn get yeah and this season has none of him but it has a badass cool cooper but i feel like this season is as laura palmer was to the first season cooper is to this season right yeah yeah. where they're more it's more searching for cooper's spirit and where he's at and you said something interesting which i thought i've been thinking about and i'm like why didn't i see that that's perfect Hmm. where you said you think bob created that box to kind of trap cooper in yeah, and I think that does have a lot to do. with I think it. he created box like, like, yeah, to like sort because of interrupt that, Cooper coming back. Because that one episode, episode or, eight, or whichever interrupt. one the uh, the big one was that everyone talked about, you know, with the black and white. Yeah, I I was not confused by that. I I got that. I was, but I, I kind of was just like enjoying it. Like I, I, that's the thing you could with you got to ride it out and then think about it, yeah. you know, for a while. But I was completely it is, it is, content it is with like that. A watch, absorb, and then try and pieces together but later. But I like totally kind of got with episode. like you know Lynch. You've been a big Lynch fan for a while. So you kind of know his media can be a lot like that. Yeah. Where you make up your own interpretations like this. So I mean you were like we were totally almost on the same page of even of what it meant. Yeah. You know what we're talking about and we're like yeah man it's cool. We got, we got the same ge- like general ebbs of general idea. Yeah. Like Laura Palmer is kind of a spirit and Bob is also a spirit that comes back it's time like and time and again thing. it's a yin and yang thing they kind of the level fuck? out the world it sounds so, <laughs> it, it it sounds so mind-blowing like yin and yang and like really deep shit so it's like it sounds they, like really like evil and good to kind of level out the world in certain yin ways yang? yin and yang yin i've been saying yin and yang my whole life <laughs> what did you say y i n g ying yeah yeah that's it ying and yang Okay, good. Because I, I thought you said yin, like why I'm gonna laugh. No, if, if someone, if someone's gonna, one of our fans is gonna Google it. It's gonna not be yin and yang. <laughs> so it's it's yin, totally, it might yin, be pronounced yin and yang. It's yin, yang, yin, yin, yang. yin and yang. Good and evil. Yin yang. Light yin, and dark. Yang. Opposites. Is that? But Lynch that totally. Lynch is like fast. Past five years, he's been in transcendental meditation. I've been. Th- that's and cool so shit. like that's cool so shit. much of the show is like just about you got to kind of already assume stuff about the human spirit and it and our bodies being kind of just physical 
or bags physical. for the spirit to I induct. Totally, so you, if you go into the show with carcasses like, I carry around some. Uh, yeah. So energy. if you go into the show with like, okay, very I commonly I believed okay. kind of. I could relate Tibetan to that. Long time. Yeah. Reli- that power? Yeah, of course. Cool. Religious things. Then I feel like, like, did you go to that in your head too with a lot of that stuff? I must start with um, cause, cause like for me, it has a lot to do with that. I feel like, cause it has a lot to do with life and death and you know, shit like that. Do you have a cup? I can pour you some. That's cool. I do. I didn't think about it until you mentioned it. Yeah. Cause I that like made more sense. I don't know. Ever since true detective, I've always gone into like, that's very cool. True detective. Very got me to like in death and life and, and there's a rumor that is coming back. recurring. Yeah. That I've heard they were talking uh, to the, writer what's his name again fucking my favorite television writer david miscavish but that's ahead of scientology (laughs) (laughs) my favorite television writer of all time i can't fucking even think of his name i heard they've been talking to him though and that's great you've watched your detective season two yeah i would i'd love to rewatch it so season one no, but you should also watch season, guys, one. Watch season, season one. Season one, was season one is so much more renownedly loved. But I, like, I, I also feel like season one kind of sets up. The I thought whole... you guys said season two was the one that was season two is the best one for me. It's the, the best better one. But like, one. Season uh, one, most kinda... of the world uh, aggressively disagree with us. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> really? big time. Yeah. Everyone because of season, season, season two. Because of season two is like a character kind of like development. Yeah, study season thing. one yeah. is yeah. very yeah. mystery story based. But I felt like season one set up. The literal universe of the show, which like literal, no. like what life and death kind of matters to people both and two. what it means. I think I have season one. You can borrow season one. I I, I want to rewatch it because I was pretty baked the whole time, and it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to like like remember exactly everything. But I want to like watch it like dead sober and like so you can. Well, season re- two, there's a lot going shit. on. But like, I like how like if. You can definitely tell it focuses on just, like, knowing who the characters are and what they're going through. Like, I think that was part of the thing, kind of, like, Inherent yeah. Vice, where you're not supposed to, like, get the whole story like it's in a book and be like, oh, wow, like, each word is intense. I think you're supposed to... It also to- has a lot of rewatch value, season two. I have yeah. to rewatch it because I did rewatch it a bit. It's very, like, it. like I focused mainly... I would mainly focus my thoughts on what's happening to Ray Belcoro the of- first time I watched it. And okay. so I I got a lot of the story just from his perspective. You know, if you focus on one character, then it's that a lot easier to think watch about it the like story. A couple times you watch it and like you just really focus on one character. You and yeah, you watch because it at and the end, on another character. Because at the end, the crime is the exact same from all characters. They just have different but views you, of what's yeah. happening to it. Yeah. But I think you definitely. I just related to that character, and I know Braden, you related to especially like Ray Valcourt and Vince Vaughn. Two very yeah. human, very characters, mm. and that's the thing that made me like it. Is it was it was the most human show I've it seen, seemed, even more than it the Sopranos. Seemed like it could happen, like it was yeah. really realistic. Like it was, you know, it like, was like grown men f- fighting depression in the most realistic way. Yeah, which is like a, a you gotta kind of accept that life is shitty, and kind of just. Keep I don't fighting. know. It was Keep very. Yeah. It's kind of fun too because it dives into conspiracy theories, which are sort of like. And that's the, as much as I don't believe in conspiracy theories. It is like the fu- those are the. I gotta say stories. that's fifty percent of the show too. I, yeah. Is that it's involved in this world of detectives and conspiracy theories, okay. which is fun as fuck. Yeah, it's cool. Guns. I had one thing to add to the. Okay, um, I started listening to this podcast, and you guys have to listen to it. What is, I'm not it, kidding. Like it? you. 
a new Half podcast. New podcast. New podcast. I, I just randomly figured out. I got I just time. Li- or I just searched it up, found it out. So uh, you got to like true crime though, and it's got to like talking to the right if guys. If you like true crime, I love true crime. Okay, you like cereal. <laughs> Super good. It's called okay. You got to watch Daylight. Everybody out there that's listening to this fucking podcast have to check this out. It's called Sword and Scale. Sword and scale. Sword and scale. Okay. Okay. Like a sword like and a, a scale. Yin-yang. Sword and scale. It's just all true crime. Really good host. One but, host. Um, one host. One host. He just hosts the whole show, but it's vaguely him. It's just he just like kind of like is there to piece the story together and just keep it flowing, so you just know the whole story. Serious like, style, kind of narrate it, kind of thing. Narrate the story. Keith but Morrison. most of the they're hour long episodes, and. It's mostly just all interviews and uh, recordings, like uh, interrogations from the crime itself. Is it one? Is it one of those things where there's multiple episodes about one case? Sometimes, or is it sometimes like, or is it like a different case? Each Some episode. cases are each episode. They normally have two cases you need, like half an hour each. And That's kind of cool. And it's kind of you get a bit of an update sometimes the and then like each episode or something like every three episodes roughly yep. they'll have like current cases that are going on and then like three episodes later it'll be like an update on those like recent cases that are happening those right are, now those are fun Sierra does it sometimes like very good dude that's uh, and cool. uh that's cool are they already solved or do they leave are they some no, yeah they normally yeah not the current crimes not the current ones the, like you'll find out and like like i just right now like I mean, they'll just kind of update the news on yeah, this current like, crazy murder that's going on like somewhere four, like i'll listen to like one episode and then like four episodes later it's like and we're going to provide an update for the current story of blah blah blah, blah and then you're like oh yeah Couple yeah, episodes okay, ago, you know, okay. and you're like, so there's a through and line. Like, and you should like listen to it in order. Based yeah, you gotta that. start from episode one for sure. Yeah. But it sounds uh, part news program almost. He's he's like a 25% really, he's news a really good host. What he also does though, he calls the families of the cases and harasses and them. fucking <laughs>, laughs at them. No, no, and Dumb he actually fucks. gets <laughs> interviews with like the mother of the case oh, or the father of the case okay. or people who are tied to the case. I like it. Which yeah. is very cool because you get like a personal like... Touch to the episode. Because, you know, like they're talking like, yeah, like I would never... Like I lived with him for 10 years and I would never... And it's like... That's I, always interesting when you talk I to spend, people who like know these guys personally. And it, it plays like a lot of footage. I had footage. no idea. I'll, I'm just going to go off on a little bit here because yeah, this yeah. is such a good fucking... I've it's so worth it. You I've have to watch it. it. You have to listen to this. Okay. Okay, so there's fucking... On iTunes? iTunes, wherever. Okay. Speaking of that... Okay, fucking, sorry, no, go go off on your thing. Okay, uh, anyway, so there's like... Yeah, he plays like a lot of interviews and shit like that. There's like this one case. I don't know if you guys have uh, H&H Holmes. Dr. H&H Holmes. Oh, yeah. You heard the, of that? The no. hotel? Yeah, the guy who ran the hotel. There's like, I've never heard of it. What is it? Is that the thing was that was guy. like... In, guy. He was a... The really smart guy in the 1800s he ran a hotel where he would just kill people in different rooms and like he, bury the victims he had a whole hotel of murder rooms pretty much it was the like would the, he have like traps in the room like, some people would he get built gassed. a whole whole oh, okay. hotel on like a murder thing like it was the world trade for the states basically mm-hmm. so like all these people were coming across the seas to go visit the shit right. so he built this hotel 
all constructed just like each room had like secret rooms next to it with like peepholes this gassing he had it so he that's could he, he, he had it so he could watch every murder yeah gas them drop them in shoots down to the basement and that's where he would like torture them and like burn them in these like cremation things Ooh. like and the floor above he had like this big candy shop so it like mask the smell and like smart dude like he was in, he graduated from medical school it's a really dark show. Really? Like it's a really good podcast, but dark shit. There's a couple podcasts I even skipped, dude. It was so fucked. I'm just imagining. Really? It's just I'm too, just dark. too dark, dude. There's playing like this one that apparently. Have you heard of uh, one psychopath or uh, one one psychopath one, one dick? You know, two girls, one cup. It was a, yeah. a thing off that. I guess this guy was in Canada. It originated in Canada. Uh huh. So one psychopath, one ice pick. Yeah. One psychopath, Lucas, one Lucas, ice Lucas, Lucas Magnata. Yeah. Is this like a documentary series? I, I, I saw a CBC yeah. thing about him. Anyway, he's just like a nuts dude. He ended up posting this video online of him just like, you can want, you probably search it up, I'm assuming. But like, on the podcast, they played like reaction videos. Well, like, tell what the, it's about. The, yeah. The, it's, it's, him, it's him killing like a this four nuts forward dude. student with an ice pick. He's like super narcissistic dude, and he was trying to get famous, and he made these all these fake profiles like on the internet. He's like, some French guy from Ottawa called himself Lucas Bagnada, and he was the kind name. of guy who talked like this, and fucked he was very flamboyant. Really so he eventually, like, he first out, he posted like it was like uh, it something was, two kittens to something, and he posted a video online of him throwing two kin. kittens in a bag and vacuuming it like tight so they couldn't breathe and just like the, posting it online so the thing what was fucked up what yeah. that scared me was it was he was doing it for the fame charlie manson style where he was doing it just to get noticed yeah. it's true, but don't you think like the video aspect almost ruins it in a way as to where like with manson and with uh dahmer and all these guys because I they do, but I also sell, they didn't videotape themselves. There's an element of mystique as opposed to like if someone's videotaping themselves, you can see them being kind of a dink. Like, oh, this guy's just kind of a douche. That's that's what I've always thought. That's why I hate people who <laughs> videotape their murder. It's such a weird thing, it's, but it's, that's why it's like uh, Brain Jans. I'm gonna do a murder. That's uh, why it's shout like out to um, extra disgusting. Like, this yeah, guy does extra like extra gross. He all like, he also says like he does like. I think it's like 50 hours of like he produces this podcast like it's really nicely done like he has even like footage from the police force like release footage from like the one there's like this one crime this this dude there's people break into his house and he was like he was like a nut job and he put up like these recording like recording things in his basement cameras all this shit and he recorded it the whole time mm -hmm. these kids coming down the stairs to like rob his place shooting him you can hear it in the video just that's what don't and breathe was like, based off of yeah and he's like you're dead bitch and you just fucking and he, the guy's like dead then all of a sudden you just hear him he sits down you hear him just chuk, chuk, reloading his gun and shit you hear like or no it was like a dude he came down he shot him shot him in the face and there's some chick shot her in the hip she fell on the you hear her boom 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 fall on the stairs you can hear her just like oh and then you hear him like the gun oh, jams fuck. pulls out his gun and you hear him just like finishing her off like repeat like repeatedly like, like boom, violently boom boom boom, boom like four or five shots and apparently he already got like a tarp you can hear him like dragging him onto the tarp and like it, it, and that recording brutal. that recording because he said it was self-defense but then they listen to that recording and they're like yeah no he, he was like no he was it's like, not it was premeditated you <laughs> before they yeah. showed they played the audio before of him but it's legal gray area because they're breaking into his no face. but you can Kinda hear him before is. in the footage he the whole the whole audio got released you can hear him before he's he's pretending to call the lawyer and he's like reciting his lines and shit and he's like 
you could hear him he's just like talking to himself and just like he's like you can hear him like reciting the phone call and then like later after you can hear all that shooting and shit you hear it plays the whole clip like a 20 minute clip yeah it's brutal you gotta be yeah it sounds creepy as fuck and like you can hear him after call the lawyer psychopath one ice pick guy still no No. this is a different guy this is the guy that the movie don't breathe was based off of yeah you can hear him call after and then like say the exact lines he said like 10 minutes before reciting it over and over again and it's just like nuts and then he goes to the cop and then it it plays the interview from the cop interviewing him right and it's just like so mind-blowing hearing these people how nuts they are man it's the best part it's like raw interviews of hearing psychos talking and you're just like twin wow like and it's like everyday people like you never expect it and there's just like they play like episodes where it's like the husband just like a normal everyday dude and shit they're playing like recordings of interviews it's like yeah i thought this guy was like like i talked to him every day he was a good dude every day and it's like yeah and then it's like plays another recording his wife's fucking missing he said he like he took off at like midnight camping with his son and like everybody knew he was guilty and like oh my god just it's like how shit, man. that's fucking crazy and like the that kind of reminds me of like btk killer where like mm. no one knew it was him and he was just like this pastor who had a family and stuff yeah, like and take kids on like boy scout trips and that's where you do his killings and stuff like yeah. i feel like twin peaks has a very great psychopath yeah bob no nice. no no the new twin peaks the kid oh yeah richard yeah, yeah, horn yeah, yeah. And he's, yeah, and, and he's very psychopath in a way where it's like, I can see the attraction to him, mm-hmm. but like he, you're kind of learning about him in like story ways where you're kind of seeing his worst moments and they're all fucking fuck so fucked up that it's like really like disturbing, you know, it gets to you, it gets to your bones. It's weird, like working at uh, the pizza place I work at, I, I come by so many people that I serve pizza to, that I give pizza to in the yeah. store. And I always wonder, like law of averages, like I have to be giving, handing a pizza box over to someone who's like killed someone, molested a kid. Jerked you know? off to child porn. Yeah, exactly. There's no way I haven't like, dude. statistically I haven't like mm-hmm. uh, shared a moment with some like sick fuck. That podcast has made me realize that, that it's just, like... They play the whole story and it's like sometimes it's like it seems like in the story it's like going on and you're like sounds like a normal dude and then they just do the most like fucked things man it's just like it just like not even that but it just blows my mind of like some of the stories and some of the recordings and like shit i'm like how do people do that man it, right? it's, it's just like holy fuck this one recording of some chick and she's just talking and she's just like perfectly fine. She like brutally murdered this dude and like just talking about it. And I'm just yeah. like, and she seems like, it's just like, what the fuck? There's like this one interview. She's getting interviewed for this TV show. Uh-huh. And, uh, she's just like, he's like talking. He's like, he's like, yeah, you're really straightforward. You're complete, like honest about the crime, but brutally like ripping this guy's guts out and beating him in front of this mirror. What making him watch. Right. While she like killed him and shit, yeah, 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 and she's like acting all normal and shit like that. She's well, she's like acting like just calm, mm-hmm. but like completely, like, she's just like, yeah, I killed him. I enjoyed it and just like acting a complete psychopath, Jesus. right? And then you can hear after the after the the trend like the footage cuts, mm-hmm. like the audio in the background. They're not rec- they're not producing it live anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And then the chick's just like, <laughs> just is laughing. She's just like, she's like. Oh, I'm gonna be portrayed like a real fucking psycho. Hey, ha! She's just oh, like whoa. nuts, man. And I'm uh, like, what the fuck? Like that whole that whole thing interview was an act. She uh, starts laughing. It's like the Robert oh. Durst thing. Yeah, I did it, didn't I? <laughs> oh my god, have you ever seen Jinx? Have you seen Jinx yet? 
No. Oh, that is like the best. That's probably the best true crime doc out really? there, in my opinion. Because it's the only one that has like such a as the most satisfying ending. Yeah. Some of them without like a court trial, it's like don't end the good, ending, though, man. Some, Some of them are, are just scary. like, yeah, and we don't know, and yeah. that's the worst part about it. I remember hearing there was one. There was like a county that was just like a cop, like a bunch of murders went down, but like apparently the cops were like in on it, and like the cops were mm-hmm. like, and they couldn't prove it because the cops, you know, it was like a big fuck around where the cops are in on it the whole time, and they were yeah. like, and it was just like a big, basically cover up. It was just a big cover up, eh? Yeah, exactly. Just like, like that shit, yeah. and like the whole community on the podcast is basically like the community doesn't trust the police anymore. Keepers is like that kind it's of fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Keepers is like. uh in the 60s, this young girl gets, like, these girls were getting, like, molested repeatedly by the head of this Catholic school. Mm. And then he does these fucked up, like, he killed, like, it turns out he might have killed one of the teachers who tried to, like, rat on him. And and it's, like, he gets away with it because, you know, he's, like, gathering up Catholic girls for, like, uh, police officers to molest and stuff like that. Oh, connection, man. Like, like, the web of connections this guy has to, like, doctors and, like, upstanding people in the community, it's fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah, like it's terrifying. That sort yeah. of scale episode five is the Franklin cover up. Really? And it plays a lot of like on sword and scale. On sword and scale, but it's like I like I like Last House on the Left kind mm. of style. But I like the sword and scale because it has like real interviews from yeah. the people. From the people, really? And it's just like it's House not House just research, Honors. right? No, yeah. it's just like they dig up like the actual police interrogations, like because you can actually access those files, like Holy if they're. Shit. If they're declassified or what the fuck yeah. you know what i mean i don't even know how people do that like you know like reporters like going and get transcripts of case files i'm like yeah how would i what's step one just like start with, <laughs> where do i drive I guess to anybody can do and who it. do i ask it's like, the like vi- i don't even know that much <laughs> <laughs> it's like the video of will i am explaining epod <laughs> yeah. like where did this begin what did what was the big bang of this idea like, like people are like whenever you whenever i think about that i feel like i I could hear someone explain to me, be like, well, you just go and get the case files. I'm like, yeah, but how do you get the case files? <laughs> like, where do you start, start at the beginning? Like, who do I like? Because I feel like an idiot if I just went to the Dawson Creek Courthouse. I'm like, can I get the transcripts <laughs> to, uh, I don't know, just the A case? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, no, we don't do that. I'd feel like, oh, is that case? It'd feel like this one time at case, like I did a gig at Casey's last weekend and uh, I was really hungover from the night before. And I asked the waitress for a chocolate milk, and she looked at me like I was an idiot. And she's like, "We don't serve chocolate milk." And she's like, "Like it's a pub with pub food in a restaurant." I'm like, "Why wouldn't you have chocolate?" Yeah, milk? you think they'd have a carton, like a little dairy she line like, carton. You're a gr-. She looked at me with this face like, "You're a grown man." <laughs> I'm like, "So what? I want a chocolate milk." That's fucking yeah. funny. Why don't you just give me my fucking snack pack? <laughs> <laughs> the Billy Matzalinas. <laughs> Uh, Resident Evil 7. Oh, wait, wait, before that, there's one other thing I want to transition into before Resident Evil yeah. 7. Uh, based off of all that talk, Tar- it's coming out that Tarantino's doing a movie with the Manson murders, Max. Yes. Your least favorite serial killer to see portrayed in film. So I'm in for it, though. You're in for it. I'm in for it. It seems like such a different thing for Quentin Tarantino to do. Mm-hmm. It seems like such a un Tarantino idea. Like it seems like such um, not a storyline. It's not like, for one, it's it's based on a real thing, right? That I'm excited to see what he does with it. But he's he's gonna do that revisionist history stuff he likes to do, where he like rewrites history a bit. 
Maybe that. if he does. Because for a while there, like rumors were Kill Bill 3 was the next movie. Yeah, yeah, about the the black girl. Yeah. Um, I'm fucking excited. I, I think the idea is cool, though. I don't know. What is the idea? I, I don't know what the idea... All I, know I, just, is, I just heard it's about the Manson murders, about yeah. especially... Uh, what's his name's wife? Um, I don't know. I don't Rosemary's the, baby. Uh, oh, uh, the fucking child molester. Yeah. I don't know why I can't think of his fucking uh, name. Ninth Gate. Uh. <laughs> ninth... The fucking... The, Fucking director of the famous Ninth Gate, Roman yeah. Polanski. Roman Polanski. It's about Sharon Tate's murder. Really? Because it was like that's something that we never like. People, do you think sometimes Roman Polanski has to pass matches because his wife got murdered in a brutal, famous murder? Because that's if, that if, like, my, if my he wife is a monster for fucking that fourteen-year-old girl. Yes, but also it it would suck to have your wife murdered by the man. If my family. wife got like brutally murdered in a cultural thing like that i would have a bit of ptsd i think yeah i would have nightmares and be a bit fucked up and be like the world is black but but no, the, the stars are black <laughs> you know i, I guess but like <laughs> but as a normal person like a you racist, want, all the stars but, are black now. <laughs> yeah. but as a normal person you want to be like i don't want to i would believe i'd have the strength to get but through is it. that even connected to him fucking a 14 year old girl might be i think maybe he was just partying too hard Maybe, and he was just in a fucked up mind space. And he fucked a 14-year-old girl? Like, yeah, I don't maybe. know, man. I want, to see girl, I want to see pictures of this girl at the party. <laughs> <laughs> what was she doing? Um, some 14-year-old girls look older. Because um, it's, it's a I weird... I see some girls in I always forget that, that his, his wife was killed in the Manson murders. Yeah, like, that's a pretty fucked up thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there was, like, this theory going by that, like, it wasn't even... Oh, cool. Uh, it wasn't even, like, the mystic of the Manson murder stuff. Ha- the mysticism of the Manson murder stuff happened afterwards. Like, there's other people shit putting on it. And most of... And, like, the Manson murder was just a drug deal gone bad. I'm back. Really? Yeah, there's, like... This... I don't know. I don't know what it was. Talking about theory, Manson murder. Manson. Talking about Sharon Tate Manson murder. And, like, how uh, Quentin Tarantino... But you're in for Quentin Tarantino's... Never... I I'm not big into Manson. I am in. You know, in Glorious Bastards, I had a rough start, too. Oh, it was my favorite, so go ahead. But you know, you know me, and you had a yeah thing about this because when it came out, I was like, I don't know, right? Glorious yeah. bastards. And I yeah. take a, I take a lot of it back. I take a lot of it back, of course. Yeah. It's a just like you take back your Mad Max thing. Yeah, it's a good. Ironically, movie. the uh, new one. Yeah, Max hated Mad Max when it came out. Did not like it. I watched it a bit of it. Like I remember it came on TV and it kind of looked. I don't know. I think it's good. I mean, I like. I like it. I think I, I just now, remember watching now the watching monster it. truck scene when he's chasing him. And I remember that scene. I was just like, and they're like chasing him with that thing. I, I love like, that. I love the villains. It just oh, it goes in the wrong direction. It could have been. I want to rewrite it. I think I he maybe he, he spent it. a little too much time on the babe set, and he got a little soft. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, the guy who directed Mad Max also create wrote and directed both Babe movies. Babe and Babe, babe two pig in the, the pig. Yeah. Yeah. For real, that was like his other like he did Mad Max. That was his only movies as Babe and, and Mad Max. He did Mad Max, Mad Max Road Warrior, Mad Max Thunderdome, 
took a long break. I think he did a couple like TV movies or something. Babe. Then he did Babe, Babe Too Big in the City, <laughs> and then he did Happy Feet, the Dancing Penguin movie, <laughs> and then he did Mad Men, and then he did the new Mad Max. Holy fuck, dude! That's a weird ass fucking movie. It's quite the transition, right? To go from that's, Happy Feet to Mad Max. Yeah, like you gotta give him props, though, happy right? Feet to Mad Max. He's got two sides to him, man. That's um, it. Two sides of the coin. Either happy as fuck or mean as fuck. But that being said, yeah, I'm in. I'm in for the Sharon Tate, Quentin Tarantino movie. Because Quentin Tarantino, I think, has respect for Roman Polanski. Yeah. So I'm wondering if, like, yeah, maybe he'll portray him. Maybe he'll save Roman Tate. I mean, uh, Sharon Tate. Do you think it'd be great if it just like skips to like 25 years later and cuts <laughs> him getting framed for molesting a 14 year old? Oh, sh- and Roman Polanski's <laughs> totally innocent, and he's just like it's a hack job to like save Roman's. Uh, Reputation. <laughs> That'd be great. But yeah, man, fucking in. In like sin. Hey guys, this is Braden. Um I just so this is the end of part one of this episode. Part two will be coming next week. But right now we got this interesting little interlude. Um so after uh after a I went to a party on High Street about three, four weeks ago now at the Lido, and uh, someone who remained unnamed came up to me for reasons that'll soon be known, and he said, I got this amazing story for your podcast, and I had the gear in the car, and I was like, fuck it, let's do it. Let's just, let's go find a, let's go find a space, and just, I just want to get this story, no matter how long it is, I could tag it onto an episode, and I gotta say, it is one of my favorite stories I've ever heard from another individual, so... I hope you guys enjoy. And then afterwards, uh, Bryn from Party on High Street came to me. He's like, I got a story that I should have told on your last podcast. I didn't. So I was like, perfect. So we got both those stories. They're split up into two different stories. And they're going to be at the end of this podcast. Trust me, you're going to want to hear both these stories. Stick around. And uh, after these stories, I'll see you next week for part two. Special segment, anonymous segment. Um, do you want? Do you want an anonymous name to refer to yourself as? Uh, right, right in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. Just like boom, right there. Dirt Diggler. Dirk Diggler. I fucking love it. So Dirk Diggler, we'll call you Dirk for short. Has this amazing story. We got Lauren. We're in the back of a van. I just, I, I could not get this, this story. Is amazing. Okay. Um, well, uh, this happened several years ago, and uh, you know the names have been blurred for uh, for uh, reasons that will become clear in a little while. But uh, so I'll lay into it. Um, so my friend Andrew and I uh, were traveling across Asia uh, several years ago. We were just like on our way out from Singapore and uh, going up towards Japan and everything. We did a bunch of motorcycling across Vietnam and Cambodia and stuff like that. And, Which is, uh, by the way, can I just say this, this is a cool like I've never done anything that cool in my entire life. The even just the mention of that idea would make yeah. me shit my pants. <laughs> like the idea of of motorcycling across Asia. There's a lot of sleeping. You in got ditches. two cool things. You got Asia. You got motorcycles. Not to be racist, but you got kung fu. There there was kung fu involved. Yeah, (laughs) I fought a monkey, but that's a different story. Jesus Uh, Christ. Yeah. So right towards the end of our trip, we're uh, hanging out in Tokyo, and we're broke, and we're pretty road burnt, and we're just like, you know, you know, ready, ready just to like, you know, for a comfortable bed and all that. But, you know, economics dictated that we didn't always have that. And you know what? At the end of the at the end of it, we're just like, you know what? 
screw it. Let's just like get, get outside of Tokyo. It's way too expensive. Let's just go hang out uh, near the airport. Uh, what was it called? Like Nagasaki? No, no, it's like nope. Nakanano or something. It's all it's I all like phonetic it. in Japan, so it's it's hard for me to remember. But <laughs> to be fair, that's, um, that's fair. Like I would not be able. To, I'd be. I'd just be like that end place. That na na na. Like I would. I wouldn't be as. Yeah, yeah. The Shanana. You know, the Shanana. Like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. The Shanana yeah. by the airport. And it just so happens that Tokyo Disneyland is right outside or right next to the Tokyo Airport, so outside of town there. So we're like, you know what? Screw it. We're going to fork out like one last time. We're just going to like splurge. We're going to go to Tokyo Disneyland for uh, for a day. So we go it's out just there. Dream vacation territory, right? That's like everything you want as a child. Oh, it, it, it is Japan. the place of dreams. Yeah. <laughs> you tell me how it was laid out. Yeah, yeah. So we get uh, so we get the so we get the hotel and uh, we set up in the morning and we're like, I got my little satchel and everything. Yeah, like let's go and like rock Tokyo Disneyland. So. We have we have our little satchel. We fill it up with like you know some whiskey, some tall cans or whatever, as is custom, and uh, we step in. Do you, do you not get searched as you go in, or it's like they don't? They're like, no, no, it's a bag. It's no, a bag. No. Yeah, it's just a bag. You know, you're going to Disneyland. Like, of why course. would anybody why search your bag? I, yeah, oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Oh, all good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I don't, like, have you ever been to uh, Disneyland before? Uh, no, I have not. <laughs> Well, Me and Lorna both grew up poor, so oh, well, <laughs> all Tokyo, all Disneyland's are like you know, kind of like a, like you know, a Costco or a Walmart where they're all laid out exactly the same. So like you know, you know that like like over in one corner is Thunder Mountain, another place is Space Mountain, another corner is Pirates of the Caribbean, and all that. And so like it's it's pretty much the same as like you know, LA Disney or whatever as it's laid out. So we like we step in line and we go and hang out at Pirates of the Caribbean. We go through the ride. It's all you know. You get in the little boat car thing and it's like woo blah 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 and like you get a little skip. There's a little dip and you're like ah, it's like a little thrill. Yeah, yeah. And so we go through one ride and everything and it's great and you know it was super fun. It was early in the morning. Didn't have to wait at all. And then we get in line again and like all of a sudden we're just in like this big ass lineup. And we you just fu- get stalled, right? Because there's two passages. There's the fast pass and there's the regular pass. You're in, yeah. regular, you're in regular pass territory where yeah. life stands still. Yeah, yeah. For the regular yeah. folk and whatnot, you, there's the, the right lane where you have to wait for like 45 minutes to get on the ride again and go through the woo, blah, blah, blah. And then we're, you know, we're, we're standing in line again. And like, you know, we've had a few tall cans at this point. It's mid morning. And, uh, you know, uh, we're getting a little bit of Lucy. We're getting a little bit whatever. We've had a few uh, tall cans or whatever. And, like, I just see this, uh, this guy in a wheelchair just fly by <laughs> us on the, in the express lane. This is amazing. And, this, like, you know. 100% I support this. All right. Not feel good people approved. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> and, we're, and, like, we're going by this little alcove, and I see this, like, general use wheelchair. And, like, I look at Andrew, and he's just, like, he gives me this, like, you know, shake your head. So- and I just like hop over the little waist high fence. I get in a general use wheelchair and I just like start booting to be fair, away. To be fair, for most Asian people, it was chest high. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I'm so I get, shit. Okay, you know what? I'm sorry for that joke. That was a horrible racist joke. Sorry. I thought I'd get more of a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be honest. <laughs> so I get to the front of the line and like, you know, somehow I managed to mime to the uh, to the cats at Tokyo Disneyland that like, you know, it, it's not a very like, uh, di- like uh, uh, on that particular day, it wasn't a very diverse place. So I was able to mime that the only other white guy in line was my friend about 100 meters back and he was my helper. He's so your caregiver. Made, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they convinced. Give a reenactment. Uh, yeah, 
Yes, please. No, please. There was a lot of miming. There was a little bit of. uh, You're anonymous. I I need. I need uh, Andrew. Andrew, there, help. There, Andrew, there, help. And so they convince. And so they convince Andrew to get over the little fence, and we go to the front, and all of a sudden, we're like, you know, this sort of like uh, VIP status for not the best reasons in the world. And all of a sudden, we got our own boat. We like we're like you know we're right in the front of the line. It's total <laughs> VIP status. And all of a sudden, we're just like, this is the best shit in the world. <laughs> and so then, like you know, we start going th- throughout the rest of the day. We get off the ride. I get back in the wheelchair. Andrew's my caregiver, and he just like like you know, boots and you're just me along. cruising through every fucking yeah. line. And we are like you know the Disneyland favorites. People are taking pictures with us. Like there's like five <laughs> photos. There's five like you know like photos that still exist which are buried deep 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 in our catacombs <laughs> of like what but we precious. look like you know there's big smiles there's peace signs there's kawaii <laughs> and we're going through space mountain we're going through thunder mountain and we are just having a gas uh, r.i.p yeah, yeah retarded important person yeah so like whiskey's getting put <laughs> whiskey's getting put back things are getting loosey-goosey and everything and you know the you know the days are going the hours are going by and like again like i guess you guys haven't been to disneyland before but like it is not a family or or it, it is a family oriented place <laughs> old old like, baby <laughs> no, yeah, sorry yeah. no it's family oriented so, yeah, yeah. it's not exactly like it's it gets, yeah it's not exactly like the bar opens up after it gets dark it's like when it gets dark it's basically closing down so like uh you know uh, around like you know eight or nine o'clock or something it's it's starting to get dark and it's starting to shut down and Andrew and I are just like absolutely lit like we have like a tiny bit of whiskey left but otherwise we have put back on our entire stash and we're like you know what we're just going to uh, we're just gonna go on one last ride down Pirates of the Caribbean and we're just gonna call it a day like it's been it's been it's been a ruckus one it was a long some fun day yeah, and we're just gonna like, like you know, like, call, like hang it up on the shelf and put it there. So we get, we get in the line of Pirates of the Caribbean. We got whisk to the front. We got, we got our own boat and everything like that. And we start going, and like I, uh, again, like I guess you guys haven't been to the Pirates of the Caribbean, no, but for, no, no. F- for the listeners out there, like you can remember, like there's like you know the sea battle scene where there's like you know Jack Sparrow fighting the other boats, and like you know there's like all these like you know pirate dioramas, and we happen to be going through this one where like a village is getting sacked, where like you right. know there's this big facade, yeah, yeah. So there's like flames shooting out, and there's like maidens getting chased by animatronic pirates and shit, and like you know you know Andrew's nice and as well and he's he's comfortable with what we're doing at this point <laughs> he's like and he's like, like at first he's like dude don't now he's like he's in bangerang bangerang <laughs> bangerang baby yeah, yeah. And all of a, yeah, and like when you go through these rides, there's this little like waist lap thing that holds you in place. And all of a sudden, he all I see is like him climbing out from underneath this like waist thing, and he gets up on the boat, and he just jumps off the boat into the into the like city getting sacked, and just runs away. And all of a sudden, shit's getting really real. It's like a human diorama, right? It's like a dome. Yeah, yeah. Like there's like you know like there's there's movement. There's like fog machines. There's flames and everything. Are the can I just I want. Are these robots that are ransacking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all robots. Like, you know, so he's running amongst robots. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's just like, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. Like, what the hell, man? But, like, by the time I managed to try to communicate with him, the boat takes, like, a sharp right turn and goes down a chute, and I don't see him anymore. And I'm just like, I just go cold. I'm like, holy shit. Like, it is, like, 9 o'clock at night. We might 
might have been on the last boat. I have no fucking idea. And last I checked, I, I, I've been going through Disneyland for the last 12 hours under the guise that I was like a, uh, a special ed person with like... Uh, who needs a helper. Who needs a helper. So I, And when you show back up at the exit... It's the same place as the entrance, so and we're the only white people in all of Tokyo Disneyland <laughs> at this point. So we show up, and there's clear confusion, and they're trying to get an answer out of me, and I'm just like, you know, trying to stay in character and just like You're kill time. You're true Daniel Day-Lewis at this point, man. Just Your like, method, full method. And I'm just like in the wheelchair trying to kill time, doing like, oh, what the fuck? What the fuck? And next thing you know, the next cart comes around, and it's full of young Japanese girls, like, you know, like, you know, like 10, 12 or something, and they look fucking petrified. Because my buddy is just splayed, like, trying to wedge himself <laughs> underneath the bar on the last row of this boat that's full. And he, as soon as we get to the exit, he just jumps off the boat and just gets behind the wheelchair. And he's like, buddy, we got to go. Buddy, we got to go right now. And so we just start running. Like, I know, no, I don't start running. I'm in the wheelchair. He starts pushing me at a running pace. And, like, we just start going towards the exit <laughs> Wait, of Disneyland. Put it up. I was like running on the wheelchair. He's just pushing me and running pace. Yeah. And like, you're cruising hard. For, for those of you who have been to Disneyland before, I, again, oh. like, uh, like all Disneylands are the same. Right at, right in, right over top of the entrance is this big arch. It looks like, like you know, St. Louis Arch. And all, all across it, it just are the words, the happiest place on earth. And as we're going towards the exit. And uh, you see the happiest place on earth. You're like, yeah, yes. We're crossing underneath it. We're like, we're home free. We get rushed by Jack. Japanese security. What's like, like, it's got to be like American SWAT. Japanese security at Disneyland's like just it's got to be intense. Oh, it was seven or eight like sumo wrestling size like <laughs> big dudes. And it's all in this like, you know, like old German-esque town kind of like, you know, Bavarian style thing. And I, and I tell you what, like it, they say candy shop on the front or whatever, but that's actually like the barracks, the jail of Disneyland are actually inside those doors. And they guide us back there and we're in this like blank room and all these Japanese security guards have their like arms folded and they're like looking at us all sternly, but nobody spoke English. And so we're waiting there and, and like Andrew's just like, you know, sweating balls. I'm in the wheelchair still and I'm just like, holy fuck. We need to fly out like the day after tomorrow and we're about to get fucking arrested. Yeah, like no in one wants Japan. to go to Japanese prison. I don't even know what we would get arrested for, but uh, you got to know it's something heinous if you pretended to be mentally handicapped yeah, in Tokyo Disneyland. Yeah. And like you know, the only guy who worked for Disney who could uh, who could translate, he, he stepped into the room. He's this very like small, very like you know meek-looking Japanese man. And he starts like laying into us, just like you uh, you scared Japanese girl. Now they are uh, never come back to Disneyland. And the security guards are all arms folded. The guy's looking at us for an answer, and everybody is just like, "You like the room is fucking silent." And Andrew's behind me. I can't see him, and I don't know where it came from. Like this wasn't a conscious choice. This wasn't like a, like weighing my options. But suddenly, I just like pull out my hotel card and I just start waving it in the air, and I start going like, "Andrew, hotel, hotel, hotel," and I'm pointing at the card. And like you can see them all go on their heels, and it's just like what the fuck and like Andrew just looks at me oh, and I look Jesus. at him and then he just starts laying into him and he's just like this is supposed to be his make a wish foundation day like how dare you he is scared to death look at him look at him like how dare you guys 
and there and then the, the translator looks at us and he's just like you know you know what like you guys are banned from Tokyo Disneyland you cannot <laughs> never come back and they kick us out the door and they like shut the door behind us they don't even follow us and like we look at each other and I just like like bound out of the wheelchair and we just start sprinting like full tilt towards the exit and it's only like a low turnstile and we actually do like a like you know hurtling jump over the turnstile and just run until we're back at our hotel oh my god and we're just like oh what god. the fuck just happened and in short and in short i haven't actually checked on it i haven't been back since but i would i would i would suggest that we are still banned from tokyo disneyland <laughs> to this day what a fucking okay hold on that deserves a round i'll give you one of these right what an anonymous story from an anonymous man. Yeah. One of the best stories ever. Dirt Diggler, no comment. No, <laughs> couldn't be reached for comment. Yeah. You want to get in here and tell your... Oh, fuck, I can follow that up. Well, that's okay. You're a man. Here, me and you will share this. And you're not going to have the same thing. I'm right close That's all I was meaning. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, I got a story. Like, that's a fucking hell of a story. Holy shit. What's that? Get, you should get in and get a little sound. Oh, okay, yeah. The pocket. I'll move, I'll move. No, you stay there, you stay there. Yeah, man. Yeah. Sound, sound booth in the back of the van. Hold on, let me, hold on, I'm gonna stop this and let me save it. Okay. Alright, we're back. We're back for a second set of stories. I don't know if this is gonna be on a different podcast or not, but... Alright, yeah, it'll be wherever it goes. It goes where it goes. I'll let, I'll let you know when it goes up, though. Like I did the last one. I'll, okay, I'll message you guys. All right, so the hammock story. Okay, yeah, so this happened, I don't know, about seven years ago or something like that. And I was, uh, I was playing bass for um, a friend of mine, Scott Cook, and Picture the Ocean. Okay. Have you ever heard of those guys? And uh, we are playing at Tofino at the time. What's Tofino? That sounds exotic as fuck. Tofino? That's just like... Oh, wait, that's where... I, yeah, yeah, yeah. West coast of Vancouver yeah. Island, like you know, yeah. crazy surfing town, like world-renowned surfing yeah, town, or whatever. Lauren was just there. Yeah, I just went there. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So we were playing a show at the the Dirty Mac McKenna Pub there, and um, yeah, it came down. They they gave us a couple rooms, but uh, there wasn't enough beds for all of us. Right. And so like I I got my hammock. I'll right. just go out and like find some trees because we're out in the middle of the wilderness or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I went on on a big hunt. Like we were pretty half cut by the end of the night. It was like you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those. One of those nice. Yeah. And um, yeah, we yeah we found a. Uh, I was just wandering around and I ran into this old native guy named Joe. Uh huh. And uh, I talked to Joe and he's like, "You need a place to sleep. You should go down to that dock." And if the cops, if the hold cops, on, hold on. so you you were kind of like wandering around, you were kind of half cut, and you're like, "Where am I going?" And then, well, this, I had a hammock, I had a hammock and some rope, and I was looking for a place to set it up with you, like on you. Yeah, oh, it's so bad. <laughs> That's, <laughs> tour, right? That's the most bohemian thing I've ever heard in my goddamn life. Yeah. But I run into yeah. Joe. This guy is the most bohemian guy you've ever met. He's fucking badass. He's Joe fucking was awesome. willing to help me out. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "This is this is that dock over there. That's Joe's dock. If the cops come and bug you in the morning, just say." Don't worry about it. Just tell him it's Joe's doc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that vividly. <laughs> Can I get one of these drinks over here? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, oh, yeah, wait. that's a whole different story. But nevertheless, so I was on a, I, I was looking for a place to sleep. Joe offered up his doc. 
Yeah. And it was like right downtown. Like it was blatantly not his dock. <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of claimed it yeah. in like a metaphorical yeah, yeah. sense. And I very <laughs> much decided to believe him. Please let this be your dock. And so I go down there and I, I set up I set up my hammock on um these two posts on the dock because uh-huh. they were the, they were the right right they like you know right angle right yeah. angle yeah, yeah. Yeah. right distance right distance, distance and angle are very for, important yeah. yeah yeah right distance and uh-huh. um I set it up and it's like you know three in the morning at this point yeah and I uh I I, I had two bags with me one bag I kept in the hammock because it had all my important stuff and the other bag was just like no one's gonna steal this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I smelled your old clothes I smelled your old clothes. Dirty dinner dish. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I woke up at six in the morning and really had to pee. Right. And I mean, fair. Yeah. I wake up every half an yeah. hour. Okay. I think I might have. I like, set up my hammock about five feet up. I woke up in the morning and I was 12 to 15 feet in the air. <laughs> and I was. Wait, wait, okay, I, I wait, woke up what? in the morning. In the hammock. I woke up 15 feet in the air in the hammock. In a hammock. So yeah. you're like. And like, so like, it's not like you have like metal protecting you from no. the ground. I, you I have woke hammocks up and I actually the material. thought that like someone had like moved me up there and I was too drunk to notice. And like, I, I'm trying How? to figure it out in my How head. How do they even do that? Okay, check this out. You need out. like two ladders to do that. Check this out. It was a floating dock and the tide went down oh no no <laughs> so the pole stayed in the same place yeah. and the dock lowered are you fucking serious yeah so you wake up 50 feet if you like, would have rolled over bunk bed style you could have died yeah. I just super hung over too just like oh. I looked down and then I like went back into my hammock and just so calmly just thought about it <laughs> for like yeah. 10 minutes <laughs> could you imagine like I mean like if you like reach for your cell phone and slip through the holes of the dock and it's yeah. like what'd you do? Okay, okay, so um I like, you know, hung onto the hammock, dangled myself down and jumped down. And then I no, realized No, wait, oh, so you like you like went to like the lowest point you could in the hammock and just kind of like And just like dangled and then let go and then landed on the ground and then was like fuck how, all my how shit's far was up that? there. Oh, what? <laughs> Hold on. So this is like something I would never do. I would never do that because I'd be like, what if I hurt my ankles? I'm like, I'm too much of a pussy. But like, you did it. You fucking braved through it. And then you look up and all your shit is 15 feet in the air. Yeah. It was just like dangling <laughs> way up there. Like, yeah. Before you can get it. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll know uh, what I did. <laughs> what I ended up doing was um, because. What's your hammock? That's oh, your portable bed. I need it all. Like it's, it yeah, has to come yeah, down. Yeah, totally. There's no way that I'm going to make it through the summer if I don't get this shit down. <laughs> yeah, sure. <yeah. right. laughs> and so, okay, I left the one bag down on the ground. Uh-huh. Luckily, in that bag, I had a knife, a big like like camping knife, and a bunch of rope. Okay. And so I wandered. I wandered down down the uh, dock there. Mm-hmm. I found a canoe that was chained up, and yeah. I took the paddle out of it. I I took the rope and I attached a knife to the end of the canoe paddle and I started hacking away. No way. Are you serious? And like the second that I broke through the rope on the hammock 15 feet in the air, I like caught my bag right before I landed in the ocean. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ! You know what? Like, you fucking madman! That's nuts! And I, I, I made it. I made it back to meet the band at eight o'clock. A lot of banter in the van has to has to play around like when these guys go multi platinum or whatever. And like if I if I could pay and like when these guys go multi platinum, if I had a picture of like hungover Brin like hacking at his own hammock at like you know seven in the morning, hung his shit. Like you know that that photo would be worth. Like you know, millions of bucks when whenever you guys go multi platinum, but that's yeah. why we're doing this whole talk right now. We're just trying to get this these stories immortalized. I've never these said it on this a gonna be on before. Yeah. This is gonna be, a, dude. It's gonna be. A, I'll send it to you. I'll send. I'll send you the MP3 file. Has, uh, has this, this is a podcast. Yeah, this is not feel good people podcast right now. Yeah, this might be a whole episode. Right. Yeah. I don't know. This is six, this is a six minute story. Maybe not. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like forty. <laughs> Coming live from back of the van, you know. It might be. This will be half of an episode at least. Yeah. Fucking okay, dude. Okay, so thank you guys. Thank you, anonymous motherfuckers. I love you both. Yeah. Yeah. Anonymous. Anonymous. Uh, and uh, this was amazing. This is an amazing segment. Yeah. True honesty from all you guys, and also. Uh, great show, great show, great show, great show. I don't need to be anonymous, but it might might screw his cover. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, like, you know, let it, let him be. Let him let him be him. I will remain anonymous for right, the sake of cool. story. Great, great show, you guys. My name is Frank. P on Frank. H Street. Amazing, amazing band. What an amazing fun time. And uh, thanks for talking to me, both of you. What a great fucking segment. That was awesome. That was awesome. Right on. Anytime. Peace out. Peace. Shout out to the funky beast, stand up now, rap this song. Grab a shot at the bar, jump up on the